What's up, everybody? You're listening to another elite episode of Villainous Mode, <laughs> the only one and only podcast about villainous. Here is my best buddy and partner in crime. Well, we're not actually committing crimes. Please don't call the cops. Caden Rodriguez, or as I like to call him, Caden Rodpod. Sorry, people. I have a lot of energy today. <sighs> I'm sorry, man. All right. Anyway, our agenda is going to be different, but extremely exciting. This is going to be the best episode in the history of episodes there ever was. Today, we will be talking about the new Villainous Expansion box, Bigger and Badder. Then, we will talk about the Horn King. And, with the little cherry on top... We're going to have a special surprise at the end that we will not tell you right now. I was about to explain it, but whatever, man. Anyway, yeah... Okay, so first we must share what we did this week. Our master, Mickey Mouse, forces us to. Uh, we hear he likes to file a lot of lawsuits. Alright, people. So, first up, today, or this week, what I did is I printed out or uh, made my online March Madness bracket. And I'm guessing Michigan, because that's where we're from, so we like Michigan, um, will make it past the first round. I think they got a chance against Colorado State. But I had them going up against Tennessee in the second round, and I don't think they can make it past the second round no matter who they're playing, unless they're playing, like, a first four team somehow. I'm not sure how the bracket works that much. I just, like, that's, like, the only college basketball I watch. So if you're hearing this, don't think, yes, he's a college basketball nerd. Don't. I'm not. I, I get scared when I watch that game. <laughs> um, And, yeah. We also are in this thing called NJHS, which I know sounds like some Boy Scout cult, but it's actually a legit thing. It's like your school doing good stuff for the community. Caden, your turn. Okay, so one of the things I did this week, um, March Madness also started, and I'm very excited for the University of Michigan to win March Madness. Sure. So yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen. Anyways, um, yeah, that's about it. Is the... Is, is that about it, Caden? Should we share our cherry on the top? Okay, let's start talking about our new expansion, Bigger and Badder. Yes, but before we do that, why don't we talk about this thing? Caden, I'm sorry for hijacking your episode, but there's a new Star Wars Villainous board game that's coming out soon in August! <laughs> How exciting is that? And yes, we were just pulling your leg. It will include Darth Vader, Moff Gideon, and so much more. But before I steal Caden's moment because he loves Star Wars, let's talk about it together. Okay. Do you want to go first or do it? Yes. So, me and Caden, we're um, trying to, you know, find some stuff about Bigger and Badder that we could talk about. And we just so happened to stumble across this article that talked about, hey, um, new Star Wars villain is coming out. And we're like, this has got to be a scam. Until we clicked on the link and we're like, OMG, it's a legit thing. So, the five villains in this pack will be Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Asajj Ventress, which is like Count Dooku's um, uh, sidekick or whatever you call those things, um, <laughs> and then General Grievous and um, uh, Moff Gideon. So, if you're taking uh, the website's pol called Polygon, if you just search up Star Wars Villainous and go to news articles and click on the one that says Polygon, it can be easily found. So, so, 
Um, if you're looking at the website, you can go, and it shows an objective of Darth Vader's board, and me and Kaden were talking about it at school recess today, and I guess, like, three out of the five objectives of the villains. So, Darth Vader's objective is to defeat Luke Skywalker, and like Marvel, there's only five villains, um, and it's definitely different from Disney and Marvel, and they changed up some of the action designs to look more galaxy and less... Magical fantasy land. So, Darth Vader has four locations. Mustafar, Death Star, Cloud City, and Emperor's Throne Room. And then, like you see in Marvel with specialties, he has this one thing called Deep Space, which you might hold like specialties or whatever's new. So, as far as the actions go, the Fate card is now just like two lightning bolts. It's not a thundercloud. Um, the discard has some modify modifications. The activate action looks more like a hexagon TIE fighter type of thing. Um, but other than that, Caden, what are your thoughts so far out of just hearing the new thing? So yeah, this is going to be very exciting. And we also have a few more things that we might want to share with you. So we know Darth Vader's objective, but we also have um, three of the other villains' objectives have also been revealed. General Grievous' objective has something to do with collecting lightsabers, like he does in the movie. He steals the lightsabers from the Jedi he kills. Um, Asajj Ventress' objective has to do with completing three of five randomly drawn missions, which will have something to do with... She's basically Count Dooku's errand person, so that's basically what her objective will be. And Moff Gideon's objective is to try to capture Grogu and perform vile experiments on him. However, the sad news is that Kylo Ren's objective has still yet to be revealed. So, Calvin, do you have anything else you'd want to say? I can understand why Kylo Ren's hasn't been revealed, because, you know, you can't... I mean, defeat Rey is one of them, but he has, like, a f multiple ones throughout the terrible... I mean, great, great, <laughs> awesome, great trilogy... Um, Disney, please don't sue us. Um, but, you know, like, in the ninth movie, he's trying to get that cube holocron thing, and then another movie's trying to do something else. So I can understand why Disney wouldn't want to release his yet. So, yeah, um, this is very exciting, and it will have a lot from the Star Wars, new st um, from all of the Star Wars movies. And there are some new cards that might, that are revealed, so Calvin might want to tell you a little bit about them. Yeah, I'm, like, super hyped for this, so if you want to hear Caden talk, please tell me, because I will let him talk more. Um, so, what we're seeing in the new cards is, um, like Marvel, we're introducing new card types, new ways to play the game. So, in the website, if you scroll further down, you see, um, like, the TIE Fighter, the Advanced X1, and the Millennium Falcon. So, it looks like your normal card, costs three power to play, and then you've got play a card, vanquish, and move an item or ally on it. Um, and the Vanquish is, like, still that, like, cut-in-half gauntlet thingy, but more of, like, an octagon. So, my guess is when you play it, you can take those actions at whatever location it's in. But then if you look down, A, it's not an item, it's a vehicle. So that shows you can play, like, starships and stuff, would be my guess. And then it says Gain 2 Ambition, which I have no idea what that is. I'm pretty sure it says it somewhere in the article, but just waiting to see that. And then, Kaden, do you want to explain the Millennium Falcon? So, yeah, the Millennium Falcon is a fake card, and it says, yeah, and it talks about, and it has its ability, but the strange thing is that it's also a vehicle. So these are new types of cards that are being introduced with Marvel Villain. So that should be pretty exciting. 
Yes. And then we have a picture of the villain's movers because um, we do from this website. So I'll explain like what two and Kaden can explain three. So um, uh, Darth Vader looks like Darth Vader except without the buttons. He's got black, but you can sort of it's sort of see through. Um, he's got that mask and then his chest plate and then the cape. Kylo Ren. Um, it looks like, uh, like one of those things that holds armor. It's got, like, two short little arms, his armor, his, uh, mask, and then that little hood he wears with, like, a stand at the bottom. And then you can see sort of red-ish that looks like his lightsaber inside of him. And then, yeah. So, next, and one thing I would like to mention about those two also is that they both incorporated their lightsaber in some way because part of, like, the body of the figure is their lightsaber. Yes. So that's interesting. And next up, we have Asajj Ventress, who is, like, a head mounted on a stand with two lightsabers crossing over it. And then General Grievous, we're not quite sure. General Grievous is shorter, and it has his face on it. And then it has what appears to be a few lightsabers in the background. And finally, there's Moff Gideon. He is His is red mixed with black, so it's kind of cool because usually the movers are only one color. And it looks like the Darksaber... And his body is the Darksaber, and he has his head, and then he has a cape behind him. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for the article. It's called Polygon. Again, this is coming out in August. We don't know Kylo Ren's objective. This will become, like, something we will keep searching for more news, giving you guys all them updates. But, since we're speaking of updates... We need to give you what is second to latest, um, that, you know, it took us a while because I don't have it yet, but Caden does, so it took us a while, but we're here to explain the new Villainous Bigger and Badder, which, like I said, I don't have yet, but Caden does. So, I had the privilege a few weeks ago to come play it at his house, so I know all three of the villain's objectives, you know, types of cards, you know, how to win, stuff like that, but I'm not full expert on it but yeah so Kaden since you own the box what were your overall thoughts of the box in general so yeah it was one of my favorite expansion packs that they made so far in case you don't know it has Syndrome from The Incredibles, Lotso from Toy Story 3, and Madame Mim from The Sword in the Stone. I would say that Syndrome is probably the hardest one and I really like him he's pretty fun also I think Lotso is pretty fun too Madam Mim, is, she's not my favorite. Her objective focuses a lot on you just have to defeat a bunch of heroes, which is not, she's not really my favorite, but she's still fun too. So overall, I thought it was a really great expansion pack. Calvin, do you want anything? Uh, yeah, when I played uh, Syndrome, he was definitely hard, and unfortunately, he was the only one I could win as. Um, but yeah, he's really cool, you know, um, heroes can definitely mess up his game, and I really like how, um, Disney is now, like, spreading out and conquering more territory. We see them bringing in Pixar villains, they're making Star Wars, you know, they're using what they have as a really good way to get more money, like they do with everything. Um, but yeah, some overall design thoughts I had on the box from what I saw on the interwebs, it looked like they were going with that, like, brown, yellow-ish color that they used in the Gaston box, and the, um, and the, what's it called, Scar box, mm -hmm. um, 
but I really um, enjoyed how when I actually saw it in person, they went with the brighter orange. And if you get it at Target, they have like this special gray cover that has a hole in it so you can see Syndrome's face. And then it has like wires on it to show the bot. Kaden, do you have anything else you would like to add about the box? Yeah, it's, I don't, there's not really much more to add. It's pretty fun, and if you're a beginner and you just got the new box, I would recommend starting out with Madame Mim, since mm -hmm. she's probably the easiest, and then maybe working your way up to Lotso and then Syndrome. Yeah. So yeah, it was altogether a really great expansion. Mm -hmm. So now that we are done with that, we are, go we are going to dive into the Horn King. But before that, Kelvin... Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, as my dad says, uh or why we have made that Disney lawsuit joke, feel free to email us at villainousmodepodcast at gmail.com. One other thing I would like to add about the new expansion pack, the reason some of you might be like, I went on Amazon and it's not there yet. It might be there, I haven't checked. Caden uh, got it at Target for, what, like 30 bucks? Yeah, it was $30. Um, and then, yeah, and, that's, and it comes with the special Syndrome Mover, which is black instead of orange, and the special cover that I was telling you about. Um, but if you buy it somewhere else, uh, I'm not sure if it's cheaper. I don't think it is. You get just the regular orange mover and the regular box. But, um, yeah. Anyways... So today, Calvin will be doing the villain deck and the board and the strategy, and then afterwards, I'll be doing fake cards. So, Calvin, why don't you get started? Yep. So, Horn King, you know, this is probably Caden. Uh, this is Caden, one of Caden's least favorite villains. I don't really like him, so this episode feels more like a chore than a privilege, which is why we did all the fun stuff first, to give us nice energy to do the boring thing. Which, if you have a Horn King favorite... We do not argue against your opinion. We just think you could have made a better choice in villains. <laughs> um, so let's look at the Horn King's objective. It says, have cauldron born in each location. So you're probably thinking, what the heck is a cauldron born? So Horn King has to do a lot of steps to get the cauldron born and then has to have one at um, each of his locations. So what he does is he has this little tile that is considered a relic, and I don't think... I think it's, like, a one-of-his-kind relic. Um, it's, like, the only relic there is in the game. Mm -hmm. It's called the Black Cauldron. And what you do is you play a card, certain cards, to claim it, which moves it to the right side of... So it starts out at the top left. Sorry, I forgot to explain this. And then once you play the card that claims it, it moves to the top right. And then you play another card to uh, flip it over. Uh, which is the power of the Black Cauldron. And then what you do is you play this ca one card called Ancient Soldiers, and then you can activate it to flip over the Black Cauldron, and then you uh, pay two power before you move at the start of your turn to swap out Ancient Soldiers for Cauldron Born. It's really confusing, but we'll break it down once we get more into the cards. Um, so let's take a look at his board. So, he has four locations. Morva, Fairfolk Kingdom, Dungeons, and the Throne Room. So, at Morva, you have gain one power, discard a card, or many cards, um, play a card, and fate. Um, at the Fairfolk Kingdom, you have three power, um, gain three power, play a card, play a card, and vanquish. Um, so, this is a spot that you would typically go to if like you were trying to gain power or cycle through your deck. Next, we have... Uh, the dungeons, which is gain two power, fate, move an item or ally, or play a card. 
Next, you have Throne Room, which is move an item or ally, play a card, discard a card, or vanquish. One thing that's unique about the Horned King is that um, he has two vanquish actions, but one at the Throne Room can be blocked by um, a hero. So let's dive into his cards to see how um, we can, how you complete his objective. So the first card that the first card that we have is the Black Cauldron, which is the relic. It says, at the start of your turn, discard one cauldron born from any location. So this may seem confusing at the start, um, but at the start of the game, you don't have any cauldron born, so that just, you know, doesn't matter. But let's say you have it flipped over to the power of the Black Cauldron, and then a fake card flips it back over, and you have cauldron born, then you have to discard instead of try and get one, which, you know, we'll get into that more later when we get into the fate decks. But then it has the activate, which says flip this tile to the power of the Black Cauldron, which you cannot do unless you have claimed it by playing a card that we will get into later. So our next card that's up is called Captured. It costs one power to play, it's an effect, and it says draw three cards. This is pretty useful if you have some pretty bad cards in your hand that you want to get rid of, but um, or gain, and you just want to get some better cards. So yeah, Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, Captured, it's... It's a pretty good card. Um, it's just, it's not, I wouldn't hold on. I would I would probably just play it immediately and not worry about it too much. I wouldn't save it for a really long time. And if you don't really, and if you don't find a chance to play it, I would just discard it because it's not the best card of the deck. Next up, we have Show Me the Black Cauldron. Either claim the Black Cauldron or gain three power. So you can still play this card if you haven't um, gained... <coughs> Uh, if you haven't claimed the Black Cauldron, or if you've already claimed the Black Cauldron, because uh, you can still gain three power, and it's great if you haven't claimed the Black Cauldron, because you can still uh, claim the Black Cauldron. Kaden, your thoughts? So yeah, one of the important things to remember about the Black Cauldron is that you cannot activate it until you have already claimed it. So this is a great way to claim the Black Cauldron. It's probably one of the easiest ways to claim the Black Cauldron. So yeah, this is an all-around pretty good card. Yep. Uh, our next card that we will be discussing today is called Our Hour Has Arrived. It costs zero power, and it says flip the Black Cauldron to the power of the Black Cauldron. So this is um, one of two or three ways that you can flip over the Black Cauldron. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, I would also maybe say that this is the easiest way to flip over the, the Black Cauldron and change it to the power of the Black Cauldron because you can just do it easily and instantly. So, yeah, pretty easy. Yep. Our next card is the Ancient Soldiers. It's cost three power and it's an item and it says this location gains activate action since he doesn't have any, which can be used to activate the Black Cauldron once you've claimed it to flip it over. Not the easiest way, but you're gonna need these later on in the game. Yeah, you are definitely, cause Ancient Soldiers, you cannot get Cauldron Born unless you have Ancient Soldiers. So definitely, definitely hold on to this card or just play it because it's a card that you'll most likely need to win. Yep. Our next card is called We Have Made a Bargain. It's an effect, and it costs one power to play. It says, either shuffle your villain discard pile back into your deck, or pay three additional power, discard Durnwin, and claim the Black Cauldron. Note, this game has, like, really hard names to pronounce, so if you can't pronounce a name, you're not the only one. Um, so this one's a okay card, um, and... You, it's really nice if you discarded a card that, or like you got a card discarded that you want back because you can shuffle it back in. 
Um, and then it's a really tedious way to discard or to gain the Black Cauldron because on the chance that you don't um, have the Durnwin in your realm, it's like a very uh, low chance that you have the Durnwin, and the Durnwin is what requires to you to like trade it for the Black Cauldron. Your thoughts, Caden? Yeah, this card. Yeah, it 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 does allow you to um, claim the Black Cauldron if you play it at the right moment, but. If it's near the beginning of the game, I wouldn't really hold on to this card for too long because, um, yeah, it's not really the most time-effective way to claim the Black Cauldron. Yep. So, our next card that we have is called Cauldron Born. And so what you do with these guys is like with your Ancient Soldiers, after you've played the Ancient Soldiers and activated them to flip over the Black Cauldron, before you move, if you have two power, you can spend two power and use it to trade out an ancient soldier, which it basically says this on the card. Uh, it costs zero power to play on the card because you don't have to pay any additional power for it. Cauldron Born may only be played when the power of the Black Cauldron is showing. Do not discard if used in a Vanquish action. They have six strength, um, so they're basically invincible, but some effects in the Fate card and some heroes can discard them. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, so remember, you cannot play Cauldron Born unless you've done all of these things. First of all, claimed the Black Cauldron. Second of all, flipped it over to the power of the Black Cauldron. And third, you cannot play it unless there is a, an Ancient Soldiers at the location that you're playing it at. So yeah, these things take a, a really long while to get, but you do need them to win. So hold on to this card if you get it in your hand. Yep. Our next card is We Got You Now, Pig Keeper. It's an effect. It costs two power. It says either find and play Henwen or defeat a hero with the strength of one. So the one of the reasons you might want to find Henwen is if you really love slaughtering pigs, <laughs> when you slaughter a two-strength pig, um, you can claim the Black Cauldron. Um, but we'll get into Henwen later when we talk about the Fate deck. Or defeat a hero with the strength of one. If you're really lazy and you don't want to use an ally, which I get because some of his allies are high strength um, and really valuable, you can defeat them. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, so like Calvin said, if defeating Henwen is one way that you can claim the Black Cauldron. So yeah, this card can help you get Henwen on the board, which makes it way easier to defeat Henwen, as you cannot defeat her if she is not on the board. So yeah, um, probably don't hold on to this card for too long, though. Yep. Our next one is a condition card. It says only moments away from victory. During their turn, if another player plays an item, you may play only moments away from victory. Play an item from your hand for zero cost. This one you want to hold on to early in the game if you have an Ancient Soldiers in your hand because uh, that way you can um, play Ancient Soldiers for free. But it's um, pretty um, it's pretty useless if you're uh, playing it late in the game when you're starting to trade out Ancient Soldiers for um cauldron born so yeah kaden your thoughts yeah this card it can sometimes be useful if you have a, a um, high cost card in your hand that you want to play yeah like calvin said you might want to use it to play um the cauldron born but so it can be useful but it's not the best card in the world so like calvin always says about condition cards probably maybe not hold on to it for too long yep all right our next card is Visions. Gain, it costs zero power, it's an effect, and it says gain power equal to the number of heroes in your realm. So, if you have that one dude that only likes to fate because he has a lot of rage in his life and just needs to execute that on his players, this is a great card. Because that way, uh, you can gain some power and get some revenge on that one dude who keeps fading you because he doesn't like you. 
Um, so, yeah. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, this card sort of reminds me of um, a card in Prince John's deck, too, that it's called um, Steal from the Rich. And it just lets you gain power equal to the number of heroes in your room. So, yeah, this card can be useful because um, um, the Horned King, he he does need to spend a lot of power in order to win, like more than the average villain might need to spend. So yeah, this card can be useful if you have a bunch of heroes in your realm. And also, it's sometimes kind of fun because if somebody likes to fake card you a lot, it's fun to just laugh in their face and play this card and gain from when they were trying to attack you. As Disney always says, steal from the rich and give to Mickey Mouse. Our next card up is called Gwythaints. They are an ally, they cost 2 power, they have a strength of 2, and it says, when performing a vanquish action, Gwythaints may be used to defeat a hero at their location or at an adjacent location. Not much to explain here, the card says it all. Um, so, if, it's really nice if you, cause like, one thing about Disney that isn't like, a Marvel villainous, which we'll be discussing far into the future, um, is that, um, in Marvel, you can move allies and items wherever you want on the board. Uh, in Disney, you can only move them one spot at a time. So this is nice if you don't want to move, if you don't have time to move it, and you just need to get a quick vanquish action. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, like Calvin said, this one can be useful, like you said, if you just want to get a quicker vanquish action. But this ally, it costs two power and it only has two strength, so... It might not be the best ally in this deck, but it can defeat heroes at an adjacent location, so that can be pretty useful at some points in time. Yep. So, our next card is Creeper. He's a pretty decent ally. He costs two power for one strength, um, and it says when used in a vanquish action, do not discard Creeper. Instead, move him to the Horn King's location. So, I have never really found a good use of uh, Creeper's power, mainly because I don't play the Horned King that much, um, and it's, like, it's pretty cool, I mean, because you can defeat all those little pesky little heroes one at a time and still keep them alive, but, um, yeah, Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, Creeper, he, he's not really the best ally, he would be better if he had more than just one strength, but he, he is kind of sort of, like, a mortal, because he can never get really discarded, so... He, he can be useful if you just need one more strength for a vanquish action. Yep. Our next card is Guard Dog. It costs one power for one strength, gain plus one strength if at a location with another ally. So it's uh, it's a pretty useful card um, because if you have like a two strength hero and you just want to use Guard Dog to vanquish them, you can move them to um, a place with another ally and vanquish it with them, the hero with Guard Dog. And Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, this one is pretty useful because instead of having one strength, they can have two. And a lot of the Horn King heroes don't have that much strength. So, yeah, he can be useful if you need just a couple more strength to defeat the hero. Our last villain card is called the Horn King's Henchman. It costs two power for three strength, no additional ability. These guys are your bulk allies. Um, so, yeah, Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, like Calvin said, these allies are really only useful for, like, not, they don't have any special abilities, they're just useful for defeating heroes, basically. So, yeah, now that we are completely done with the cards, we're gonna get started on his Fate deck. So, why don't we get started by doing some heroes. So, the first hero we're gonna do is Henwen. Henwen says... When Henwin is in play, the Horn King cannot play effect cards. 
When Henwen is vanquished, the Horn King claims the Black Cauldron. So yeah, Henwen can be a pesky hero because you cannot play effect cards, and effect cards can be pretty useful usually. So you might want to defeat her pretty quickly, and also she can also be useful if you haven't claimed the Black Cauldron yet, and it's at the beginning of the game, because she if you defeat her, you claim the Black Cauldron. Calvin, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, so this is what I was talking about of one of the ways you can claim the Black Cauldron. You can um, play a card, slaughter a pig... All the fun stuff. Um, I mean, I can see the thrill of slaughtering a pig, but I personally think you shouldn't take the risk of not playing effect cards um, and just take the short route and play the card, unless you can't find it, but yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Gurgi. Gurgi says, When Gurgi is defeated in a vanquish action, shuffle him back into the Horn King's Fate deck. So Gurgi's not too bad of a hero, but... One thing I might do is if, if he's in a location that you might not really need to use very much, that like doesn't have any good things on the top, like the throne room maybe, because the throne room has a vanquish and a discard action at the top, but you could do both of those things somewhere else in the in his realm. You might want if Gurgi's played somewhere like the throne room, you might want to just leave him there so he doesn't get replayed back and um again at some point later in the game. Yep. So Gurgi, uh, he's pretty cute in the movie, but, you know, he's not that great in the game. He's just, like, a little pesky little mosquito that you have to get rid of. But, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about him. Okay, next up, we have Fair Folk. It says, ancient soldiers cannot be played to this location. So, Fair Folk only have one strength... So it's super easy to defeat them, but it just is kind of time-consuming, so they can slow you down a little bit. So, Calvin, anything you want to add? Yeah, I mean, if you're fading Horn King early, play this card to, like, I don't know, maybe uh, the Fair Folk Kingdom, which I'm not doing that because it's convenient. There's a strategy. The Horn King likes to go there a lot um, because it's very uh, it's a very useful location, so he can't play um, his... Uh, ancient soldiers there and then get a super powerful ally there so yeah okay next up we have Tarn, and it says gain one strength for every other hero at Tarn's location so he's one of those i believe that he's one of those heroes that's maybe just like meant to like block things and slow you down because he doesn't really have an ability that can do much bad to you it just his ability only just makes him harder to defeat so he's not super bad as long as you defeat him quickly so he doesn't gain any more strength yeah one thing about the Horn King's Fate deck, he has very low heroes, and, like, his, he has very weak heroes. It's more of the effect cards that take in place. I mean, one reason for that is they are all 12-year-olds, or living animals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got a 12-year-old kid with two strength. That seems reasonable, so, yeah. Okay, next up, we have the most strengthful, I don't know if that's a word, strengthful hero in the Horn King's deck, which is the Witches of Morva. And they only have three, so they're easy to defeat, even though they have the most strength. It says, when the Witches of Morva are played, the Horn King must immediately either lose two power or discard two cards from his hand. So this one can maybe slow you down a little bit if you have, if you really need to do something on your next turn that costs you and you have just the right amount of power to do it, but then they take it all away from you. Or maybe, or maybe you have cards in your hand and you have all of the cards that you need in your hand and the witches of morva discards two of them but really it's not the worst fate card yeah this is probably the best fate card or best hero um i'd say 
But yeah, not like super bad, but definitely like if you're getting a fake card hero, probably one of the best ones. Okay. Next up we have Dolly. It says when Dolly is played, you may move each year on the Horn King's realm to any other location. So he he's he's um not really a super bad hero. He only has one strength after all. But it can I guess if you're fate carding the Horn King, it can help if you do want to move heroes though. So yeah, Calvin. Yeah, so this guy, um, he can be useful if you're just moving around heroes, um, to, on the Horn Kings, like, if the Horn King is about to vanquish somebody, uh, he's pretty useful to, like, move them around to stop the Horn King from vanquishing them, but other than that, yeah, not super useful, but yeah. Okay, next up we have who I think might be the worst here on the deck, which is Fluterflam, and his ability, he has one strength, and his ability says... When Fluterflam is played, move all allies to his location. But first, before I say anything, I just want to say that that guy has a crazy name. Exactly. So, um, anyways, the reason this can be bad is because it can make all of your Cauldronborn go to one location, and you have to move them all back, which takes a really long time. So what I like to do sometimes is I like to just not vanquish Fluterflam and leave him on the board, because like if I get him early in the game, he he doesn't really get rid he doesn't really move anything because I might not have any allies early in the game, so I will just leave him on my board and not vanquish him so he doesn't get played to me again when I when he'd be really bad for me. Yeah, so I love him because he can move Cauldronborn to like one location and have Horn King have to take his sweet little time to spread them out. But, yeah, I mean, he is easy to defeat, but I might not want to defeat him because um, there's a card in the Fate deck that we'll get to later that can reshuffle uh, the discard pile and back into the Fate deck so you can potentially get him again. So, you know, I might just leave him there and, you know, just have him sit there and instead of having to potentially move all your allies again. Okay, next up we have Princess Island Wee, and her ability says all other heroes in the Horn King's realm gain plus one strength. So yeah, this one can be annoying because if you have a pesky hero and you have just enough strength to defeat it, and they fake card you and get her, and then it all falls to pieces. But really, yeah, she's just meant to re-fortify re all the other heroes. Yeah, I mean, they are all 12-year-olds, so, you know, they're gonna need all the strength they can get, you know, they gotta take their daily morning gogurts, but yeah, that's about it. Okay, now we've done all the heroes in his fake decks, so and I'll be moving on to items. First up, we have Durnwin, and it says, When Durnwin is played attached to a hero, when performing a vanquish action against that hero, at least two allies must be used, and it also gives the hero plus two strength. So, so yeah, this one can be annoying. If there's a certain hero you want to defeat, it can stop you for a really long time from defeating them. But, yeah, that's about all it does, Kelvin. Yeah, so, um, if you are the Horn King, this can potentially come to a benefit, because, um, it can, uh, allow you to trade it out for the Black Cauldron, uh, if you play We Have Made a Bargain, but, you know, it's kind of useful, you could play it on, I don't know, whatever good heroes that are on the board, but yeah, that's about it for me. Okay, that was the only item in his deck, so now we're moving on to his effects, and like Calvin mentioned earlier, the effects are probably some of his worst fate cards. The first one is Reunited, and it's an effect, as I already said, and it says, search the Horn King's discard pile and play a hero from it. So this is one of those things why we say you don't you don't want to um, vanquish Fluterflam because this card can allow you to play him again, which will make all your allies move to one location, which could potentially slow you down a bunch of turns. Kelvin? 
Other than the pig looking kind of suspicious, that's about it for me. Okay. Next up we have I Believe in You. So, this one says the Horn King must discard his hand, then draw three cards from his villain deck. Okay, before I talk about this one, I just want to tell a little story. So, one time I was playing Villainous with Calvin, and I was being the Horn King. And he got this fate card. <laughs> and I had three Cauldronborn in my hand. And I had to discard every single one of them because of this card. And I had to go all the way back through my deck. And it was really, really annoying. So, yeah, this card can be really bad, depending on what cards you have in your hand. Calvin? It's these little moments in life that make... Er, it's these little moments that make life special, people. <laughs> but seriously, this is like the silver toner or whatever that one dude says in Home Alone. This is like the gold. This is like the gold of the Fate deck. It's so good. I mean, unless you get like some other really good Fate card, play that one. There is like a slight risk, like 5% risk. Um, the Horn King, when drawing three cards, could get three cauldron more. But, you know, that's very unlikely to happen, but yeah. Okay, next up we have Gurgi's Sacrifice. It says, if the power of the Black Cauldron is face up, flip it over. So remember, when you have the Black Cauldron at the power of the Black Cauldron, and you remember when you have it like that, you can start getting a bunch of cauldron born. And so let's say you have three cauldron born in your realm, and you're doing pretty good, and you're getting close to winning, and then somebody plays Gurgi's Sacrifice, you have to flip the Black Cauldron black back over, so that means that at the start of every single turn, you have to discard a Cauldron Born. So after a while, if you don't flip it back over really quick, you're going to start to lose a bunch of Cauldron Born. At least one Cauldron Born you're going to lose for sure. Calvin? Yeah, this is probably, I'd say, the worst Fate deck in the game. Definitely, definitely makes top three. I mean, I, can, I, I guess it can be argued for maybe second place, but I'd say worst Fate card in the game. Okay, next up, this is our last Fate card. We have Gurgi's Happy Day. It says, shuffle, our shuffle all discarded Fate decks back... Fate cards back into the Horn King's Fate deck, sorry. Draw two new Fate cards and play them both. This is that card that Calvin was mentioning earlier that can shuffle all the discard cards back into the deck. And this one's really annoying because it can shuffle all those horrible cards like Gurgi's Sacrifice and Fluterflam and I Believe in You back into the deck. So this can really mess up your game. Now, everybody, it's time for my personal story. But this time, it was something good that was happening to me. So, as you see, it says shuffle all discarded fate cards back into the Horned King's uh, fate deck, draw two new fate cards, and play them both. So, basically, what this means is that you can play two cards, um, and this gets reshuffled into the fate deck, too. So, when you play Gurgi's Happy Day, this gets reshuffled back into the fate deck as well. And that's the key thing of what you're about to hear in the story. So, me and my mom are playing Villainous, and she's the Horned King. And I get Gurgi's Happy Day. She had all of her heroes on the board, so it was just effects and items. So, we reshuffle Gurgi's Happy Day and all the cards back into the Fate deck. We draw it out again, and Gurgi's Happy Day comes back out. So I'm like, whoa! And so I pick Gurgi's Happy Day. And we draw a bunch of other cards. and Or shuffle all the cards and draw it again. Another time it happens, we get Gurgi's Happy Day. Shuffle, I pick that, we shuffle the cards back in, draw again, and I get Gurgi's Happy Day again. You want to know how many times that happened? Take a wild guess. I'll give you a hint. It's between numbers 1 and 10. 7. Wow, Caden, you way <laughs> to step on my moment. Yes, it was 7 times that happened. And 
uh, eventually I pick some other card. But yeah, so, you know, if you play all the heroes, you know, yeah, it, it's really fun if you get it more than once. So, yeah. Well, okay, that that's um it for now for the Horn King. Yep. So, um, thanks for listening to another fabulous episode of Villainous Mode. The only podcast on this game, which, again, is unfortunate. I mean, like, seriously, shouldn't there be some 22-year-old living in his mom's basement to do a villainous podcast? Get to college and then do the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so if you have any questions, email us. Any questions about anything like the new possible Star Wars expansion, we're pretty sure there's going to be a Star Wars one, or about the new Bigger and Badder expansion, anything about questions like that, you can email us. Yeah, seriously, guys, like, at this point, we're really hoping to get some emails in. At least I am. Like, we would really love to answer your questions. Don't be like, oh, man, he's going to think I'm dumb for answering, answering that, uh, asking that question. But, yeah, you know, we'll keep bringing you the Star Wars updates. We'll keep doing research. Um, and, uh, you know, keep giving our thoughts on the new one. I don't have it yet. I will get it. I will see if my dad will let me mow the lawn for, like, $10. Then I can buy it. But, yeah. Also, we are going to be taking a vote on Spotify to see if you would like us to take a pause from all the all the boxes that we were planning to do and do the new Bigger and Badder expansion, which is the one with Syndrome, Lotso, and Madame Mim, or if you want us to just continue with our original plan. Which which expansion will we be doing next? Uh, So, yeah, that wraps us up for Despicable Plots. Next, we'll be doing Perfectly Wretched, which has Corella DeVille, us, Pete, and Mother Gothel. So the vote is between Despicable Plots or Perfectly Wretched. You can vote on Spotify, or if you don't have Spotify, you can email us your vote. Yep. Uh, votes are due Monday at 9pm. Don't ask why it's 9pm, but yeah. Also, if you're wondering why we made so many Disney lawsuit jokes, also email us about that. Um, but yeah. Bye! Bye-bye. Thank you.